Hello, and welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Uh, I had a very strange experience, sisters, when I was over the weekend. Oh, yeah? Yes. I found myself in Claire's. Uh-oh. I mean, that's not that's not strange, I guess. Well, it's not ideal. You escaped, so that's good. Yeah. The, the eternal void that is Claire's. The it fact is, that you made it out is strange. It, well, it is strange in the sense that, that I swear I thought that place was closing, but still it persists. <laughs> uh, if you made it out with any less than 20 items, that's strange. Now, that, that we did do because we, were, we went up to the mall... Uh, because they were advertising, man, if this isn't a throwback, they were advertising a family fun day at the mall. So me and Justin took the kids to the mall. This is like, so where are we from? What year is it? It's eternally like 1987 (laughs) here in West Virginia. So we went, there were, there were crafts, there was slime making. We also took the kids on the little train that rides around the mall. They play uh, various. They play various uh, techno versions of pop songs sung by the Chipmunks. Yeah, on the, the train. Whole time. Yes. Oh, that's nice. The whole time. You're not allowed on the train, though, if you're an adult without a child, right? I just want to get that. Just, you know, just for my information, I want to make sure. <laughs> it's the same price no matter how old you are. So, if you want, it's got a coupon for Annie Ann's, the pretzel shop, on the back. Ah, okay. I mean, it's four bucks no matter how old you are. I always want to say, like, sir, sir dressed as a conductor, uh, Mr. Conductor, sir, you know I'm not writing this for my enjoyment, right? I am not having fun crammed into this tiny train car with my children. You know that, right? Do I really have to pay full price to ride with them, sir? It's so small. It's quite small. For the four of us, it's quite small. Yeah. And you paid almost $20 for all of almost you. Almost $20 to cram the four that. of us into this tiny train yeah. car and listen to the chipmunks. And it's not even like they can let you off and like take you to the end of the mall you're going to. No, you just make a big circle. You just make a big circle. He does an extra donut in front of uh, what used to be Sears. I guess that's <laughs> fun. In, in front of the, the, the skeletal remains of Sears. Yeah, Sears is empty in case anyone's interested. Uh, they really need an anchor down there. It's going to be bad news for that end of the mall. Justin's very worried about it. Uh, but anyway, I find myself in Claire's because Charlie requested on her own with absolutely no prompting from me because I this was not really a concern of mine, requesting that she allow uh, be allowed to get her ears pierced. Oh. Wow. Uh, I I swore I would never force that upon my children, that if they asked, I would be open to it, but I would never suggest or insist or anything. And she uh, was very adamant. Her she friend, was. Her friend at school got her ears pierced. She also wanted her ears pierced. Uncle uh, Travis has starts. his ears pierced. Why can't she? She wanted her ears pierced, so. How did she, how'd she hold up? Like a champ. Yeah didn't flinch there was one moment one moment where so they do them at the same time which is nice and uh i mean they're very good there like their their technique is very good everything is sterile i watched everything very closely as they were doing this uh to my child and then uh they do it at the same time 
And I had her look at me. I'm standing right there. And I said, just look at me. You're going to be fine. Just look at me. And I could see one moment right after they pierced her ears where in her little eyes, I could see like this flash of her looking at me like, what the? (laughs) Why would you? How could you? (laughs) That hurt. (laughs) And then it was gone. And she was fine. And she was she is just thrilled. She's telling everyone. A guy came to check out our furnace because I thought I smelled gas. And she was like, do you want to see my ears? <laughs> well, okay. You know, maybe they'll don't encourage that talk with strangers. She, uh, after that, wanted to wear my fake nose ring because she thought it looked better on her. Mm-hmm. After she got her ears pierced, she just wanted all the jewelry. Yeah. She asked me when she could get as many holes in her ears as I have. And I said, well, let's just, well, let's just stick with these yeah. right now. These are fine. It's a slippery slope. Just just wait till she gets her first tattoo. She's got that kind of pain tolerance. She was so tough. And then she went over and they, they have like a little special where they have this one area of earrings. And if you get your ears pierced, all of the earrings there are like a third of the price of what they mm. normally are. And so I let her pick out three of the pairs of these little cute, you know, the things she likes, dolphins and mm-hmm. unicorns and pineapples. And they're very cute. And of course, since it's Claire's, we go up to the counter and I'm like, we'd like, you know, we're paying for the piercing. And then I'd also like these three pairs of earrings. <laughs> and the lady went, well, it's buy three, get three. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's how it starts. And then you never left. <laughs> and of then course. You, then you get three, but then Charlie sees one more she wants. And then you need to get two more to complete that set of three. But then you we also get another three, three more. free ones. And then you end up with 24 pairs of earrings. But uh, but it was very surreal to be in Claire's getting ears pierced, uh, and it was my in the my year two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, some things just never change. Uh-huh. I mean, at least in the Huntington Mall, <laughs> <laughs> nothing has ever changed at the Huntington Mall. I think it's a weird like portal, yeah, into the past. I wonder if they, I wonder if they just do ear piercings at the Claire's. I remember you had to go to the piercing pagoda. If you, mm-hmm. I feel like it's not that you. You had to go to the piercing pagoda if you wanted anything different. Claire's yeah. was just ears. I think that's still true. Yeah, and also I don't know if the piercing pagoda is still there. It does mm-hmm. not exist anymore. No, yeah, because uh, there's a piercing place downtown that's connected to a tattoo place that does like ear piercings and and all the other kinds. Yeah, I was gonna say mm-hmm. nose piercings. As far as I know, around here, you if you want to get your ears pierced, you can go to Claire's. If you want anything else pierced, you have to go to one of the local tattoo shops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. That's, that's hey, I'm, this is timely. I'm going to a, a, a local tattoo shop tomorrow to get my mm. uh, my septum re-pierced. Oh, yeah, I had that for a while, and then I I don't know. I decided I was an adult and shouldn't have one anymore, and then I decided, well, that was a bad idea. Silly me, gonna get it again. <laughs> Silly me. Yeah, it was a very surreal experience. Last time I was getting a tattoo, I saw a uh, like a twelve year old girl walk in, and I was like, this can't, she can't be here for the same thing I am here for but she was just coming to get her ears pierced <laughs> well I was I was very impressed my uh, daughter was very tough and so far she does not regret it she lets me clean them three times a day like I'm supposed to that's good what a little nerd mm-hmm. and she's very excited they said you have to wait three weeks before you can wear a different pair so she's counting down the days <laughs> so she can try on a new pair mm. does she already have it picked out the first one she's gonna put in Oh, yeah. The, no. She's really excited about the pineapples. They are very cute, but I was surprised. I, I figured the something rainbows or sparkles or the unicorn. Yeah. She picked two different 
kind of unicorn heads, I of thought course. for sure, mm. but no pineapples. So this, is this is this going back to Travis? Is she trying to impress Uncle Trav? Maybe it might be. She's very she's so excited to see Travis this week while we're on tour, so mm. that she can show him her ears, ah. so they can be earring buddies. Uh, so in addition to the Huntington Mall and getting your ears pierced at Claire's, other things that are eternal, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yes. Ah. Did you like that? Yeah, it was good. Uh, sketch comedy in general, although it's changed so much, because as I was as I was thinking about this topic and how we talk about it, I really this is the thought in my head, and then I texted it to both of you, but I wasn't trying to be like funny or old intentionally. I really thought. Well, there must be something on the internet that's sort of like that now. What's the th- what's the thing on YouTube that's like that? Yeah, whatever is happening on YouTube that's similar. <laughs> Quote from Sydney McRoy in the year 2018. Well, I know that there must be things on YouTube that are similar to like the the sketch shows of your uh, mm-hmm. SNL most notably just cuz it's been around forever and it defies all logic that it continues to exist, but also like in our day there was, you know, all that and mm-hmm. in living color and all that is back all that is back mm. yeah it's all back it was a weird i watched all that with uh charlie and she enjoyed it. it's still a little bit old for her mm-hmm. she's a little young for all that um but i was laughing harder than her just because it was i was having so many moments where i didn't realize i remembered the the sketches they were doing mm-hmm. and then it would start and i was like oh vital information <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of fun. Uh, they have not br- brought back Roundhouse, I am sorry to say. I, You know, Roundhouse was just ever so slightly before my time. Like, I remember them dancing and singing, and I remember mm-hmm. that the set, like, moved. Like, it did, they didn't have, like, separate screenings where they would film. It was all, like, one big set piece that they just kind of moved around on, yeah? It was round. <laughs> well, yeah, but... <laughs> It was the titular wow. round. I get. I think it was like a rotate. Wasn't it like a rotating stage? It did. Like that was, that was Hamilton. I, yes. This is, See, this, this is where Lynn got the inspiration for Hamilton. I assume. Man, <laughs> the idea was good. Uh, yeah, and I uh, like that's just one of those weird like where you're if you just have such a baby brain that you don't really process information fully. You just get weird images that get stuck. And I remember them like singing some song about. TVs and then they all had TVs on their head and they were singing the line TV head TV head over and over again that is my one association with Roundhouse I gotta track down some Roundhouse now yeah. that's that's gonna I bet that's on the internet somewhere somewhere yeah. right yeah probably there was a similar experience for me growing up there was a show called the Amanda show that was yeah. Amanda Bynes mm-hmm. right on a I guess was it Teen Nick back then I can't remember it's one of the one but, of the Nickelodeons yeah and it was Amanda Bynes, but it was also like partly fictional. Like I mean, like it's obviously all fictional, but partly like a, a fake Amanda Bynes, like a second Amanda Bynes who owns her own talk show and like faux storylines about Amanda Bynes' life in mm. the backgrounds of the Amanda Show, but also just the Amanda Show, like uh, like Hannah Montana, but more meta. Yeah, even more meta than Hannah Montana. <laughs> um, and there was Dancing Lobsters, and that's all I remember. Yeah. I remember lots of dancing lobsters. The Amanda show got weird. Yeah, and then Amanda Bynes got weird. <laughs> well, yeah. I you know 
I I hope that I, I it seems like she's got she's in a better place now and that's good yeah. for her. Uh, but maybe that was just maybe that was just a, like you know this pseudo other life. It was just some long some yeah. sketch comedy that went on way too long. And yeah, you know, I mean, know. there was a whole part of that show that she also played a character that was set on that was like obsessed with Amanda that was wanted oh, to meet. I remember her that for and some reason had all these like schemes to break in and and get in the show, but. It was also this character was also played by Amanda Bynes. That seems like from a like from a <laughs> parent perspective. I like if somebody said like we're gonna have your kid do this. I, I think I'd be like, oh, maybe. Can we I think about the implications on the mind concer- of a sixteen-year-old girl? Yeah, I've, I have some concerns about yeah. this. This does not seem like a healthy um, mental exercise right, get, to get put one. The mind through. of your own stalker, and then uh, write scripts yes. for it. Yeah, yeah. let's not. Mm. Now is this. Is this what that um, Miranda Sings is about? Is it like this? Sorry? What? 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 That the girl with the lipstick. Miranda Sings. The yes. Is she, a, is she a sketch show? Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. that a sketch show? No, she's, a, I mean, I mean, I guess in a sense, all YouTube channels that aren't just like entirely like nonfiction are, are sketch comedy shows, I guess. Right. I have no familiarity with what she is. She's a YouTuber and she is a real person named Colleen Ballinger, who is an actual singer and is amazing and talented, was just on Broadway, actually. But she made this fictional character named Miranda Sings that is different and not her. But Miranda has her own YouTube channel and Colleen. Which one is Hannah Montana? (laughs) Both and also neither. (laughs) Okay. Miranda Sings has her own Netflix series. I don't watch it. I really, all I know about her is like, I know you and some of your friends will sometimes like joke about it on social media. Yeah. I had a Miranda Sings themed surprise party. Right. And, and the lipstick. This is really all I know. This yeah. is as far as my knowledge. Of- I mean, like she goes on tour and does like Colleen performances where she sings real, like beautifully, but also switches into Miranda and does Miranda. Hmm. No, that is not sketch. I mean, I guess if you want to say that any like comedy YouTube channel could be. It's all comedy sketch it's comedy It's all now. sketch comedy, I guess, except for like vlog and beauty channels. Well, it- I mean, like you have like. Oh, man, you have like David Dobrik's vlogs where it's just like he puts up a four minute vlog twice a week. It's just a bunch of clips of him with his friends and they're all like real people. And it's a vlog. So it's like, you know, actual life. Mm-hmm. But also he puts together a bunch of like bits and characters and splices it all together. Is that the most modern new sketch comedy show? Well, I think Having it's an epiphany. Yeah, it's kind of just the like the amalgamation of it because like. You know, you used to, uh, that's a, that, the, the, when you would watch something like uh, Saturday Night Live or Roundhouse or whatever, you kind of like, there was like the, the sketches that you just kind of set through because like, well, this isn't funny, but maybe something funny will come along and then some would be funny and that was just kind of it. But now with the internet, it's like, you just kind of bop around to the stuff that other people have already told you was funny. I mean, mm-hmm. like mm. you don't, it, and it's a it's an amalgamation of st- YouTube channels and BuzzFeed skits and Funny or Die skits and College Humor skits and Vine compilations. Like, there's a lot of funny, like, sketch comedy out there, but it's not all being made and produced by, like, one unified group. It's just you kind of make your own sketch comedy show (laughs) on the internet. Mm. Yeah. That's, you know, it's weird because when we talk about that kind of thing, it makes sense to me that 
with more and more people producing um, wh- whatever you want to call it. I mean, art. <laughs> is art. that what, <laughs> I, that what we're doing? Art. Art. This is, yeah, art. This is well, art. <laughs> media, entertainment. With more and more people producing entertainment. How about content. That? Con- content. <laughs> oh, no. We're content creators. You're going to uh, get Scorsese on us. We're not art. <laughs> we're, we're popcorn. Hey, uh, with more and more people producing entertainment content, uh, it it doesn't surprise me that you you would find like your niche, like that that would be where people would gravitate because then you find like humor for everybody because everybody has like I don't know. I, while we can agree that like a rubber chicken is always funny, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we can, can agree all agree on, on that. Exactly. But like, perhaps we all have different ideas about the funniest use of said rubber chicken. And you can find uh, something on the internet that will, you know, cater to whatever your particular brand of rubber chicken humor What's is. What's everyone's favorite use of rubber chicken? I like the idea of using it like a whoopee cushion and making a little like squawk noise when someone sits on it. Like a confusing whoopee cushion. Uh, this is sort of, this is sort of an answer. Charlie has a bracelet that has some sort of character mm-hmm. from something on it that is not a rubber chicken, but Cooper thinks it's a rubber chicken, and so she carries it around. And just says, rubber chicken! And holds it up <laughs> and says, rubber chicken, a lot. Yes. That's good. And oh. calls it her rubber chicken. Like so it. that is my favorite uh, comedic use of rubber chicken. That's good. Taylor? I, you know, I don't know. I don't I, I don't think I've seen it, but... I feel like I, I like absurd comedy, so if somebody ever just like made very straightforward melancholy vlogs, but instead of themselves they subbed in a rubber chicken and just went with it straight. <gasps> I'd I'd be into that. Wait, <laughs> you should do that now because someone's gonna do it. Someone's gonna do it. I need an ASMR channel that's like someone like actually doing ASMR, but instead of them on the camera, it's just a rubber chicken. Like it's their voice, like, you know. But I don't. I don't watch ASMR. Videos. I don't want the rubber chicken to move or anything either. Just like a a completely still rubber, rubber chicken. chicken, but very close, close to the camera. Yeah, very yes. close to the camera. Yeah, that yes, that'd be one of those videos that would put her on. Like, is this somebody who's got a really funny sense of humor, or is this a serial killer? Which a lot That's of true. YouTube That's, plays that game. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you all? This is kind of off topic, but I feel the need to bring this up. Do you remember on the Burger King website when there used to be a guy in a chicken suit on there that you could type commands and he uh-huh. would do whatever you told him to uh-huh. do? Uh-huh. It's a subservient chicken. Why was that a thing on the internet? How long? That was a while ago. Oh, that ago. was a while ago. That was I, like a, a buried memory that just resurfaced in my head. Oh, my God. I Hold feel on. like I feel like there had to be a moment for so many things like early in the days of the internet where somebody was like, oh, this would be funny. And then as soon as they do it, they go, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no, no, oh, no. no, I didn't really think about the repercussions. Culture lag, culture lag. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> yeah. He is a lot more terrifying than I remember. Wait. Yeah, he's was... back? Don't oh, do that. No. On the Burger King website, it just says he rose to fame. <laughs> He fell from grace. The subservient chicken is back, and now he's doing it his way. Well, <laughs> that's, that's scary. He's coming arc. to murder us. Yeah, that's that's not a that's a threat. That's a, not a promise. 
was coming to hurt us for all the things we made him do. Um, if you ever typed anything that was too like inappropriate, he would just get really close to the camera and wiggle his finger like, no, no, no. He's back. Oh, and no. That's scary. Such a bad idea. I, I that one mm. that one baffles me how there was no one in the room at Burger King who went, um, I I actually have some concerns. I I'm just oh my god. I'm really into this 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 horror movie you've proposed. Some sort of like die in seven mm-hmm. days situation. Mm-hmm. If you ever made the chicken man do things that he didn't want to do, he'll yeah. come make you do things <gasps> that you don't want to do. Oh my gosh! Wait, I want to write this. That would be. Let's make this horror movie. Like it would be the scariest. You know, I've been having the worst writer's block, and I have to turn in a seven-page fiction story in my creative writing class tomorrow. This is what I'm going to write about. I mean, this would be horrifying. Like sometimes, I I have a weird way of coping when I'm. Sometimes I'll get freaked out at night, like because I live alone, and I'll just like kind of think about what's the scariest thing that I could see at my window, and I bet it's not that scary, but there it is. There's that. If you, there's a, I, the, the chicken man. The chicken. I he's don't just, remember. And he's right outside your window and he's wagging his wagging finger his back finger. and forth like that. Nope. No, oh, no. no. I don't remember him oh, being this terrifying. No. I need you all. I need you all to look him up again and look at him because I don't remember him looking this horrifying. I'm just. Do you remember him looking that? Ter- just in someone's living room too. Like the videos no, were just filmed in someone's living room. Yeah, they were. It, the 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 low quality of the set definitely made it more terrifying. Wait, it's horrifying. Wait, I'm reading an article about it from 2014, and now there are security camera pictures of the subservient chicken, just like I can't. Uh, like in real life, just like standing outside in the dark by someone's car. Is this real? Was he a serial killer? Is that why he went away? I I need I need explanations, this- and I need to stop thinking about it all at the same time. I mean, all right. I yeah, I'm I'm I like absurdist advertising a lot, but this is maybe a step too far. <laughs> I I this say is, this is too oh. far, too far. Burger King, oh, too far, too wow. far. Also, it was King two, of Burgers. It was 2004. Did we have nothing better to do in 2004? Oh, I don't I don't think this is a matter of nothing better yeah. to do. I think this was something that had had to be done. <laughs> Because I it remember was, there, there were I, a lot of bad ideas back then, guys. Yeah. I remember Justin showing this to me and just spending like hours in our living room at our old house, just typing different things in to tell the subservient chicken to do. See, he had to tell yeah. you about it because he had to pass on the curse. And now you're telling. Oh, now you're telling everyone. Oh, no. Everyone. everyone stop listening. Don't Google it. Stop it. This <laughs> Don't is... Google it. Don't look at oh, him. No. There's one picture of him that he's just staring right at the camera and he's so close and I hate it. Uh, this is the this is our version of it follows. Yeah. Yeah, it's the subserving a chicken. <laughs> uh, so I'll let you all quickly tell a friend about the I subservient can't stop chicken, about him. Uh, so you can pass the curse along to oh someone else. Um, but but in the meantime, let's go to the group message, I guess. Uh, I have a sponsor. I want to tell you all about this week. I need to get my head off the subservient chicken, um, and that's Mod Cloth. This week, still buffering and supported in part by Mod Cloth. We told you about Mod Cloth before. We love Mod Cloth. Um, they designed vintage-inspired a parable. A parable? <laughs> Let me try again. <laughs> they designed vintage-inspired apparel. There you go. Made relevant for right now. Crafted by a team of in-house designers, signature styles include bright hand-drawn prints in an inclusive size range that celebrate all people. You'll find quality pieces that are versatile enough to wear to work or on the weekend when you party. Um, 
you can RSVP yes to all the holiday parties this season because ModCloth has party perfect looks for every event from velvet to tulle and all of those holiday fabrics and textures in between. You'll find the dress of your dreams. And if you're feeling gifty, but you don't want to give to someone, they have a gift guide where you can find something for everyone on your Christmas list or holiday list or whatever you celebrate your candlelights list. There you go. ModCloth is the kind of site where like, for instance, I was thinking... I should own more corduroy. And so I went and t- <laughs> typed corduroy in, into Modcloth search yeah. bar, and I got so many great results. I <laughs> and had, there is more corduroy in my yeah. wardrobe now, if I that had, gives you a clue. Uh, an overwhelming urge to own a plaid skirt. Hmm. And I looked on Modcloth and found a very good wool plaid skirt. That's where I go for those, for my plaid Tis skirts and my corduroy. Yep. Tis the season. Um and they believe fashion should celebrate everyone. And that's why they include a size range from double zero to 28. And their team of mod stylists are available on hand to help you with complimentary sizing and styling help. Uh, so, Taylor, if our listeners want to check out Mod Cloth, what should they do? Uh, well, they should hurry. Yes. You should, sorry, I should hurry. They the should best. hurry. We all should hurry. Because uh, this offer is only valid for a limited time. You can get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more if you go to modcloth.com and enter code BUFFERING at checkout. That's M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H dot com. Use code BUFFERING at checkout and you get 15% off your purchase of 100 bucks or more. So, hurry. Hurry. Now, uh, we are hitting the road tomorrow on tour again. Well, um, we're not. Well, we're not. Yeah. Sorry. You are. I yeah. am. I, me and the me and my. You're, were you going to say your family? Well, I meant my sorry. My excuse children. me. Have fun with your other podcast and your other family. Your other my family. Other fam- They're your nieces. And yeah, your brother-in-law. Your family. What about us? And your mother. <laughs> anyway, when you're hitting the road, you got to have a great suitcase, uh, and we will. We will be taking our Away suitcase with us. Uh, Away has a whole range of uh, suitcases and bags uh, that were created to solve real travel problems so that all you have to think about when you're headed out next is what you're going to put in there. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about what suitcase you're bringing um, because you know you're bringing a quality bag that will match whatever your travel style is. They have an array of colors, two different sizes, two different materials, a strong yet flexible polycarbonate, and an anodized aluminum. Their carry-ons feature four 360 spinner wheels, a TSA-approved combination lock, an optional ejectable battery, and the suitcases are designed to last a lifetime. But if any part does break, Away's standout customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced ASAP. Um, we can attest to Away bags. We all own an Away bag mm-hmm. now, I believe. Yep, we all use either... Their uh, suitcase, their carry-on, one of their bags. We we love them. Mm-hmm. They're great products. And uh, if you're somebody who travels a lot and you're looking for a suitcase that will go the distance, like literally, to your wow. destination. <laughs> that was so great. I just did, couldn't even think to laugh. It and, just and home again. Think about it. Wow. Uh, we'll go. We'll go away and come back. No, yep. I'm gonna keep working on mm-hmm. it. Don't worry away. I'll have yeah, a keep keep workshopping. I'll have a new slogan for you soon. Let me just <laughs> go back to the drawing board for yeah. a bit. Anyway, 
Taylor, if our listeners want to check out an away bag, what should they do? Uh, well, you can get 20 bucks off a suitcase if you visit awaytravel.com slash buffering and use promo code buffering during checkout. That's $20 off a suitcase by going to awaytravel.com slash buffering and use promo code buffering at checkout. Uh, also, I want to add an important part to the group message this week that I don't want to save to the end of the podcast because I want everyone to listen and sometimes I stop listening to podcasts right at the end, but I want it to be in the middle because then everyone's going to hear it. Uh, it's candle night season and that means it's time for the candle night stars campaign. Yes. Um, if you go to GoFundMe and check out candle night stars 2019, um, it's under my name. It's under that name. It is also on all of the McElroy family and still buffering and my personal social media. Um, we're raising money for a 24-hour rape crisis center here in Huntington that I volunteer for. It's super great. Provides a lot of advocate services for uh, victims in our area. And I want to help them out. And They're called Contact. Yes. So uh, go check out that campaign. It runs all the way through the day of the show in December. So and you have time. If you can, donate and you'll get your star on or get your name yeah. on a star. On our stage. On our Just stage. Just like $5 yeah. or whatever you can donate. So go check that out. Also, let's, you know, add that yeah. to the group message until candle. That's nights. a good idea. Thank you, Sydney. Good sister. idea. Um, um so the chicken. No, I can't talk about the chicken. <laughs> the chicken is the chicken is gone, um, hopefully, and will not be here. He'll be in my nightmares. Moving beyond the chicken. We talk about it this I much. We've summoned it on some level and that's bad. So, yeah. Of all so. the of all the tangents that are off topic that we've had on this show, I think this is the worst. And I'd like to take a minute to apologize to all of our listeners, to the Maximum Fun Network, to my sisters. If we have passed the curse of the subservient chicken onto you, that was unintentional. But then also, I'm glad I don't have it anymore. Yeah, me too. I guess I'm okay with that. And please pass it on quickly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> preferably to someone. Tell your you friends know. to listen to Still Buffering is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> So That's we can our give marketing the campaign. Too. Uh, no, what I was, what I was gonna say is, uh, with with all this, uh, with all these kinds of like little niche things that people can find and, and watch and enjoy that suits their sense of humor, I think it's interesting that we still have Saturday Night Live on the air um, mm-hmm. because all, all these other sketch comedy shows that we're mentioning have gone away. With it, all that has come back, I guess it went went away and then reinvented itself and has returned hmm. but like you know mad tv and in living color and all that they're they're no no more but um, snl has been around for a long time yeah long time and it's and it, it's funny because it really like it for me it waxes and wanes there are times where like it really tickles my funny bone <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're 80 years old <laughs> um i <laughs> i know it, back in the back in the nineties, and I think everybody feels this way about like a, like the. I feel like that since it's been around, people will connect to SNL for a brief period of time, really love it, and then forever talk about whatever that cast era, and that era yes. was as like the best time, like the golden years <sighs> I mean, of SNL. I think there definitely was a peak of SNL though. I see, but I think that that's just because I, I know that I have one in my in my head but then i feel like our parents talked about right before we were yeah. aware of it was their period of maybe it's just when you're kind of in line with the cast and so you get the jokes the most yeah i think I, that's true yeah since i mean i will say i don't watch it now when it's on tv i mean most saturday nights at eleven thirty 
one, I don't have cable, so I don't watch cable TV. Right. Um, but also, like, I'm not watching TV on Saturday nights. And then if there's, like, a really funny sketch, I'll see a tweet about it or something. So I'll go and look it up on YouTube um, and watch it the next day. But usually it ends up being probably a total of, like, 15 or 20 minutes from the entire episode. Um, we uh, we don't watch it when it airs because we're not up that late. Um, we go to bed by before then. Uh, go to bed we, by eleven thirty. We DVR it, night. um, because we do have cable, and then I we watch it later because that's how old we are. Uh, and then we can You're fast forward. Say that's how old works through the commercials, <laughs> and if we do not enjoy the musical artist, it, it, I will say yeah. Oh, I, like th- <laughs> that that time slot, I do want to like think for a bit like what are they who are they trying to i mean obviously they're reaching lots of people but like saturday night it starts what at 11 30 11 30 yeah yeah uh like that is a very specific crowd like not not young enough that you'd be out on a saturday night but not so not <laughs> so old that you want to be in bed <laughs> So sometime or somewhere in between my age and Sydney's age. Well, but that's but that is that does explain a little bit, though, why it might connect to a teenager, because if you're 16, that's true. You your parents might not. I mean, you may be old enough that you don't have a bedtime anymore, so you can stay up late, but you also can't be out that late. So, I I mean, that makes sense, because when I think about like my era of SNL, I'm thinking about my teen years unintentionally. I mean, no, that's true, because I. I guess the people that are closest to our age range are the people that are on SNL like now and in the past like five years. And I haven't watched it then, but I remember watching it when it was like Mike Myers and like Sherry O'Terry and like Will Ferrell and Uh, yeah, Chris Farley. I will say that was probably my peak of SNL watching was in like high school, but I don't, I wasn't old enough yet. And I mean, some jokes I'm still not old enough to like, fully get the references sometimes <laughs> you know what i mean like i it, it's just well, that's like fair that's fair. there are a lot of references they still make that like that are I, older I just, yeah well, we've talked about that before justin and i've talked about like uh they used to do a sketch a lot that was a play on the lawrence welk show yeah which was like an yeah, old variety show and like it we've talked about like I, I get what they're doing here because I understand that that existed, but who is this joke for? <laughs> Our parents? Although it is a funny sketch. But really, like, who, is, who are these jokes for? Yeah. No, I, I think that's true. But, like, sometimes it's so on. Like, I remember um, they did... Do you, ever, do you remember the Stevie Nicks fajita roundup commercial they did? Yeah. Wait, who, where Ste- who played Stevie Nicks? Was it? <sighs> I don't... I don't remember, but Stevie Nicks owned a fajita restaurant. Was it Zena? And it was. Am I? Was it, maybe? It was so Zena funny. Was but Stevie it, Nicks in this? What's Stevie Nicks? I hope so. I hope so. Uh, but it was so like, the, like, I don't, I, I guess I get this. Is this for my mom? <laughs> this is for my mom. Except mom was upset because like they were kind of teasing Stevie Nicks. Um, Lucy. Lucy Lawless. Lawless. Yeah, that's the Oh my god, that's, yeah, okay. You know her from Parks and Rec. Who is she? Ron's wife. Oh. Yeah. Megan, wait. No, not in real life, on the show. Oh, oh, okay. Who he ends up with. Yes, the one he ends up with. Yes, I do know her. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, that was 
off-topic conversation. I span um, all decades Sydney of Lucy Lawless. I know all. who she uh, is. Also from the last season of Salem and Ash versus the uh, e- Evil Dead. Uh, and uh, Battlestar Galactica. I love Lucy Lawless. Everybody <laughs> should love Lucy Lawless. All right. Lawless. I I uh, have a long-standing crush on Lucy Lawless. There it is. Many years and many characters. You're saying like that like that's not every everybody. I'm sorry. I don't, everybody. Yeah, no, ev- everybody. That's just a universal. Yeah, universal. Yes. Uh, but yeah, and but it, but this it. I think this makes sense now that because I used to stay up late to watch SNL after the Marshall games mm-hmm. because I wasn't allowed to go out. These were the college football games. I wasn't allowed to go out after mm-hmm. the college football games because I was too young. But I didn't want to go to bed yet, and that's my memory is watching it on my tiny little TV in my bedroom that only got the networks, so I could watch SNL and like the news, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and. I remember watching SNL on my own there because that was what else was I going to do? I didn't want to yeah. go to bed. Um, that's really funny. And that probably is why I, in high school, everybody was doing uh, Chris Farley the, when he was Matt Foley talking about living in a van down by the river. Yeah, Everybody was trying to reenact that. Everybody was doing Will Ferrell and Sherry O'Terry as the cheerleaders, the Spartan cheerleaders. Mm, yeah. Molly Shannon as uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher. Yeah. Everybody was like doing their own impressions of that, and like it was, yeah. it was huge. Um, but that's my, and that's what I connect to. That's what all the Adam Sandler songs. Yeah, yeah. that those Thanksgiving were, one I still see pop up on my Facebook and my Instagram, my Twitter, everything. Those were some of the first songs that I went and stole on Napster. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> some of the first songs that I stole from the internet that is were Adam Sandler songs, were the Hanukkah songs and the Thanksgiving songs. I, the sentence oh, yeah. you just spoke is the most dated thing. I remember seeing like, those, those on our, <laughs> our, our desktop because you would download them to the desktop. <laughs> on our Winamp? <laughs> those things that say yeah, like... That would, <laughs> that would make me angry because I'd have all my cool anime music like keyed up in my my skinned, my skinned Winamp and then suddenly you're, Adam you're Neon Genesis <laughs> Evangelion skinned win- Winamp and I have the Hanukkah songs on there. Oh, I just totally threw up my mood while I write this fanfic. <laughs> like those tweets that say tell your age without giving your age. I am Winamp years that. old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am the first songs I stole on Napster were Adam Sandler's yes. Hanukkah songs old. <laughs> You know, there is one now that you're saying this. It reminds me of something because I remember watching it as like a preteen and a teen. And there was something that felt a little bit like, I don't know, like subversive. Like it felt like it was something that maybe I wasn't supposed to watch or because there was the live aspect. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about SNL that kind of I mean, these and I mean, other of these shows were live as well. But like it's that maybe they would goof. Maybe they'd say something inappropriate. Yeah. Maybe something would go yeah. wrong. Like there was that kind of dangerous aspect to it that was really exciting and it kind of like you know everybody that was going to watch it was watching it right then when it was happening across the country and that made it mm-hmm. a bit more of an event that felt like you're part of something and it's also part of something yeah who knows what's going to happen like i think that's true i think that's definitely true because i always love the ones where people start laughing <laughs> like the uh the ones with amy poehler is it amy poehler the, who are the ones they do weekend update and they, they're the couple that do all the songs but they write them as they're singing them oh um yeah with uh is that Kristen Wiig 
Um, it's Kristen Wiig and um, this is the uh, worst thing for anyone to be listening to right now ever. <laughs> it's just us trying to remember I, SNL's uh, actors' names. Parnell, um, right? No, no, not Parnell. No, it's uh, I. That one, that one always got me. Just because while you're figuring it out, I'll just keep talking so people don't have to listen to this. Yeah, that's great. Nightmare. Um, <laughs> uh, those always got me because they always broke each other. Like they always made each other laugh because they were just coming up with what they were saying as they were saying. And I think that was always the best part of SNL for me is when you found the sketches that were so funny that even the actors were breaking and making each other laugh. That always. That was oh, yeah. Those were always my favorite too. There was yeah. that, that that uh that song it was written for for some sort of like like anniversary celebration for SNL where they it was Andy Samberg wrote or was one of the singers on it. The and then you break. Did, did either of you see yeah. that? Oh, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it was Fred Armisen, and we're all ridiculous yes, for not being able was. to remember Fred Armisen, okay. Portlandia, just, Fred Armisen, I super know, yeah. talented Fred Armisen. But How yes, did I, not remember? I know. I know. Yes. I'm sitting. That was. I was sitting here going, Portlandia. It's Portlandia. Well, like that means anything. <laughs> um, um, yeah. No. I, I. I. Those were great. I will say though, there was this going back to like it, spanning generations. There was this time I went through in high school. I think like freshman year. When they first put SNL on Netflix, I don't even think it's on Netflix anymore, but it was on Netflix for a minute. And I would go back and I wouldn't even watch the recent ones. I would only watch the years that had like Maya Rudolph, Amy Poehler, yeah. Kristen Wiig, like all of those people, Bill Hader and Fred Armisen. Like I would just watch those seasons of SNL. And then it was like, for some reason, I thought my personality trait in high school was like, I know uh, niche uh, early 2000s SNL references and characters. <laughs> like, that was my whole thing. <laughs> well, that's a, huh. And yes, they are still funny. That's and I still find myself, I find myself going back to watch them sometimes, just certain ones. But like, I have no doubt. It's just like the kind of show that like you can go back and look from seasons 20 years ago and be like, this is good. But also, maybe not sometimes. No, I, well, I mean, I I don't think I don't think that we're like groundbreaking by saying SNL has had highly problematic yeah. moments and, and continues to, frankly. Right. Um, well, so I, I'm not I'm not sitting yeah. here saying like no, it's perfect. I think yeah. SNL apparently has a broad appeal. Yeah, and I mean they've always done like their favorites of mine now are their political cold opens with mm-hmm. like you know Alec Baldwin as Trump and Kate McKinnon as Elizabeth Warren, and Hillary Clinton. Those are my favorites, but. Also, I can't go back and watch like they've always done political sketches and I can't watch them from like the early 2000s because I have no actual real world context for any of the political happenings of that. That time must be period. pretty bizarre. Yeah. So like I vaguely understand like when someone was president and know the broad strokes of like their, their administration and their scandals and stuff. But like when they're making very like specific references, like I imagine people watching the SNL sketches of politics now in 20 years, like. What, these people are made up. This well, can't be real. <laughs> can you imagine Taylor her watching Dana Carvey saying "Read my lips" over and over right. again with no context? Because <laughs> I even remember going through that with like because Bob and Dad would always be like, "Oh, like SNL isn't what it used to be. The, the Golden Age is great, you know, like Gilda Radner and Chevy Chase." And going back and seeing like some of like like the Gerald Ford sketches, and it's like, well, I wasn't a particularly good student in history. I don't really know much about Gerald Ford. But SNL's re- the one thing that I remember is the one thing that SNL taught me. He falls down. 
That's that's all I knew about Gerald Ford. Although to be fair, from the Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Gerald Ford fell down a lot. That's the only thing I know about Gerald Ford. It's the only thing apparently anyone knew. No, it's true, but that which is scary. You have to think about because like that my in George W. Bush in my head is Will Ferrell as George W. Bush. Yeah, ninety five percent of the time. And that, I mean, like, that really shaped my perception of his presidency, for better or for worse. Because, he, I mean, he plays him like he's not very bright, but he also plays him like he's kind of a lovable, mm-hmm. um, ch- like, childlike, not very bright guy. Yeah. As opposed to, like, a very bad president right. who had, who did bad things. <laughs> well, and I, I think that kind of gets into some of the dangerousness of, like, political humor to begin with, is it's when you're making fun of somebody, are you also humanizing by proxy and hey we, we've yes. learned the downside of that in recent years maybe <laughs> yeah that's have you oh man have you seen those videos where they hold up like an snl character like a like alec baldwin is trump but then a real picture of trump not that example but like asking people which one is the real one and people don't know which one is the real one and which one's the I, snl caricature this is this is the one thing i will say i am i always used to love the political stuff on snl i watched for it i used to love the uh uh dana carvey did bill clinton Mm-hmm. No, not no. Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey did George Bush, mm-hmm. and um, um, this is horrible for everybody. <laughs> this is the worst piece of audio we have ever okay, made. That's, that's a little as an episode. Remember that good, uh, good old chicken bit a minute ago? That uh, that spooky, spooky chicken bit. <laughs> that just had a curse in it. Huh? That was just oh, a curse. I, I, I was like, no, I said good old. I did. I almost said something else. <laughs> That had a curse in it, Taylor. Daryl Hammond played word. Bill Clinton. There's there a D go. there. It yeah. threw me off. Daryl Hammond played Bill Clinton. Those were great. Um, I, I enjoy Kate McKinnon very much as Elizabeth Warren. Um, I liked her a lot as Hillary. Uh, yeah. Tina Fey as, you know. Sarah Palin. Yeah. Yes, that was that great. Is amazing. Those were great. Amy Poehler was a great Hillary Clinton, too. Yes. Uh, so, like, I mean, these these were great. I, I enjoy a lot of the political stuff. I cannot watch Alec Baldwin as Trump. I can't do it. I can't find anything that has to do with Donald Trump funny well, anymore. He's already mm-hmm. a poorly written SNL sketch in human yes. form. Like, that's already... It's like nobody's laughing. It's just kind of ridiculous. Like, that's just... That's just... you. It, Alec Baldwin does a great job... And I feel like he mm-hmm. plays the character with a lot of hate, which I respect. Um, but mm-hmm. like, yes, it's just, like, yeah. I, I can't laugh at it though. And I, like, <laughs> I, it, there are moments I I used to try to watch it, and I would I'd get angry because I think, yeah, it's true. Uh huh, it's true. And then and then I would just go, I can't, I don't need this. I don't I don't want to let Trump into my head. <laughs> I will say though, uh, the Melissa McCarthy sketches of Sean Spicer. <laughs> Are in like, like a podium. playlist at, with the podium are on a playlist on my YouTube channel, but it's private. Just, it's just called like when I need to laugh, and I just start with those every time I need something to laugh at because they're so good, they're so well, funny. I, I also think that that um, that wh- whoever because we were talking before, we were saying like sometimes you know SNL like obviously it, it seems like very liberal, but sometimes it feels like they've kind of gotta like make it applicable for everybody. And maybe yeah. sometimes that's where it sort of loses some of us. But I do think mm-hmm. whoever allowed the Hillary Clinton post-election sketch of Kate McKinnon singing Hallelujah after the death of Leonard Cohen. <gasps> yes. And just that, like to this day, that makes me just cry. Like 
It me too. I actually I can't th- I can't think about it too much or no, I'll start but crying. It, was beautiful. it for for months after the election every time like I would think about that I would start crying again. Yeah. Well, and that they took their their you know, they took their platform and did something I mean that that felt like that. So a lot of people aren't going to like this and a lot of people aren't going to get this and this kind of requires a very specific viewpoint and a knowledge of a certain amount of pop culture that's going on, but it for the people that get it that was for us and that felt very special and they do like i think i think it's funny because you see the push and pull there are moments on snl where they are so uh connected with like the now um you can tell there are voices there uh among like writers and cast members and people who are who are making decisions Mm -hmm. who know what's going on like i i specifically sometimes when they talk about podcasts it's so on the nose when they did that spoof of cereal about yeah. Santa, <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. Um, I, I, you know, like sometimes they really, really nail it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I think there probably are, is another poll to say, like, hey, but remember, those people's parents are still watching. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> There's somebody in the room going, hey, remember, the boomers are still are still watching. Yeah. That's true. So I think, but I think that's tough to try to cater to everybody. It's it's interesting though. I I still will say that while there are some episodes that I just they don't do it for me, um, I usually at least check it out and yeah. I, there's usually a joke or two, an update that'll make me laugh. And, yeah. Um, sometimes like I had not really listened to Chance the Rapper until then, mm-hmm. and then we went and downloaded a bunch of music yes yeah. it was really good he's so. one of my favorites i loved his episode i did watch that one in its entirety because it was him it was very funny was he's very, very funny. he's very he's talented very not funny. just like as a you know as a musical artist like yeah he's very funny he's he very is. talented he's great um but anyway that yeah so i don't know yeah it, it persists yeah. strangely it's man it shouldn't but it does <laughs> it always will it is eternal yeah. I think it's the same like with The Simpsons. There are just people that that is their ritual. They watch this on this night and that is their thing and they do it with their family or they do it with their friends and that's what they do. And it's everybody needs stuff like that. And it's great if, if mm-hmm. it's, you know, enjoyable content, even some of the time. Yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, they're going to have a Wells for Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you haven't seen that sketch, please go watch Wells for okay. Boys. I, I, uh, so many people sent me that moment of uh, uh, Kate McKinnon as Elizabeth Warren taking her wig off with the rose petals in parody of Sasha Valore, and I'm like, this is, this is amazing, so specific, and I feel like this is made so for me. niche. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> when I saw it, I had this moment where I was like, someone photoshopped this. Oh, this can't yeah. be real. This can't be a thing that they actually put on TV. Not enough people could have gotten like, this. Like Kate McKinnon, <laughs> who I love, as Elizabeth Warren, who I love imitating Sasha Valor, who I love like just okay thank you <laughs> uh, and I should say in the realm of new sketch comedy shows since we talked so much about like YouTube and, mm-hmm. and the, the internet end of that I think you should leave there's some stuff on there that's really funny that's a show oh, okay I thought you were telling me to leave no <laughs> there's a sketch about new car ideas Hasn't Justin oh, made you watch it? to watch that, but it's great. <laughs> and Charlie yeah. likes to tell people. Yeah. <laughs> you have no good car ideas. <laughs> anyway. It's not Watching always, Charlie whisper that to Griffin was one of the best things. It's not always my sense of humor, but um, 
I it's good. It's yeah. yeah. There are moments that are very funny. Justin Justin likes it all. So yeah. if you think the stuff Justin likes is funny, there you go. If you know the stuff my husband likes, you you'll go. like it. <laughs> There's my endorsement. Uh, well, okay. Thank you. Thank you both. Are, okay. This, this You're has, welcome. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> this has been a podcast. There, we did a good job um, with a podcasting. <laughs> and uh, we've passed on the curse of the chicken. And we've all admitted that to... That was really the whole hidden purpose of this mm-hmm. podcast from the beginning. It only took us 187 episodes, but we've made it yeah. here. We've all admitted to continuing to watch SNL. So yes. um, if that makes you feel better about secretly watching SNL sometimes, because probably most of us do yeah <laughs> there you go at least one sketch every once in a while every once in a while uh thank you listeners uh you should check out maximumfun.org for a lot of wonderful podcasts you would enjoy and uh you should tweet at us at still buff and you should email us at still buffering at maximumfun.org and uh is that it thank that you to the novellas for our theme song baby you change your mind whoa whoa <laughs> stealing my job you asked if that was it well i was gonna do that last i didn't know if there was anything else i thought you were forgetting i'm sorry well i am getting old do you want to say you're a teenager do you want to steal my job no no. okay okay this has been still buffering sister's guide to teens through the ages i am riley smurl i'm sydney mcroy i am a teenager and i was was two. two so is it the curse is gone? The curse is we, gone. We, we did we it. pass it on? No, we never have to do the show. I know it's a long, long moral a- quandary of if we should do it or not, but I'm glad we did. I'm glad we- Hey, if you like your podcast to be focused and well-researched and your podcast host to be uncharismatic, unhorny strangers who have no interest in horses, then this is not the podcast for you. Yeah, and what's your deal? <laughs> I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Our show's called Baby Geniuses. And its hosts are horny adult idiots. We discover weird Wikipedia pages every episode. We discuss institutional misogyny. We ask each other the dumbest questions and our listeners won't stop sending us pictures of their butts. We haven't asked them to stop, but they also aren't stopping. Join us on Baby Geniuses every other week on MaximumFun.org. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.